This is the Kaniac Report. I am Sam Wallace. And I am Sam Driscoll. And you know what? What? We're halfway there. Yes, we are. All right, guys, we are back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. We hope you have had a good week. And if you're just now listening to us for the first time, we're happy you are here. So uh, what's going to happen is um, in this episode is we're finally going to be getting to our mid-season grades, which is, which is what we did in our very first episode last year. So it's definitely something that we like to do. And uh, the first thing we before we get to the Canes news, though, is I want to uh, give you the schedule for the next coming weeks for the episodes. Next week we'll have a normal episode, and but the week after, which is the sixth of February, we will not be having an episode that week because we'll be preparing for our first year anniversary episode the following week. And Sam, we might. Be having guests, yeah, for that episode. We'll be working on it. Um, guests we've had before, but once we get everything finalized, um, we'll surprise you. Yes, definitely. So uh, the first bit of Kane's news that we want to get to is that unfortunately, Martin Natchez did not make it into the All Star team. You had Panarin, Fox, and Ilya Sorokin, three Rangers players. No. Two Rangers players, one Islander player. Well, Sorokin. I'm talking about total on the team. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, this is, this is what the NHL wanted. I mean, they got what they wanted. I don't necessarily think the numbers are accurate, but the NHL just, it was a publicity stunt, and they got their Rangers players in. So it is what it is. I don't really want to dwell on it because it's just going to make me mad because they only they get what they want. That's how this org that's how that organization is. Well, they get I, the calls I, that they need. They get the players that they want in the All Star game. As does Toronto. As does New York. As does all those teams up north. No shock. No surprise. Everyone knew this was going to happen. Yeah, and I, I mean, unfortunately, too, I do think uh, the Rangers has a bigger market than the Shouldn't Hurricanes, matter. but. It is what it is. It's unfortunate for Martin Natchez. So uh, the next piece of news that we will get to is, and we all saw this coming, was Piotr Kachakov getting reassigned to Chicago. What's good, though, he's performing well down there. Yeah, so he he's has won his, cap, his last couple starts. Since yeah, being and he's down getting there. starts, so he's playing. Because if he was up here, even if he was up here getting starts, he wouldn't be playing a whole lot because we only played two games since we sent them down. I believe that's even correct. So it's two games in 10 days. So something along those lines, I think two games in nine days, something like that. So no shock, but yeah, I'm glad he's doing well. I knew he would. He just needed the confidence to play. Um, Good for him. So, you know, let him keep playing. He's going to be your starter next year. And I think that's the plan. Because that's a cheap starting goalie. so um, And that'll come into what we'll talk about later, about why that's going to be so important to have such a cap-friendly uh, player on your roster, especially next year. Because, in, in my opinion, next year is the year where you can, you can really afford to spend because you got players who are going to come down. You're going to have some cap space to play with. 
Especially because you're going to have six million immediately off the books and goaltending at 12 if you include Stahl. So Stahl's only going to get some, and you're not going to bring back Ranta and Anderson. Maybe Ranta, the backup Kochetkov, but I don't think Anderson resigns again. Yeah, we'll see what happens um, there. But I mean, this was the only reason of doing this is because you want all three goalies to play. And if you want all three goals to play, you're going to have to send one down, and Kachekov was the obvious one. No surprise there. The, the important thing here is that Kachekov is playing. So the next piece of news that we do want to get to is that Brady Shea has set a record high of 10 goals this season, and good for him. I think he's a player... Uh, Part of the reason why I wanted to talk about him specifically in the Canes news portion of this episode is because I don't th- think he's been appreciated. I don't think we have appreciated what he has done for this team because he has been excellent. In fact, I agree with what Adam Gold said and the fact that I think he's become a part of this core. Slavin, Shea, and Pesci, I do think that is your core. Yeah, and plus you got Burns for three years, so you've got your, you've got your top four defense. Honestly, top five after last night, top five defensemen, I think, because I thought Chat and I honestly think Chatfield has played been an elite player the last probably week and week and a half. So it's good. It just took him a time to get in, and that's what happens when you're playing your first full season in the National Hockey League. Takes some time. You get you kind of move into it, and Chatfield as so. I really feel the only thing Carolina needs to address in the offseason is maybe that sixth defenseman is really get someone. And right now, it sounds like the Carolina Hurricanes are linked to a former Hurricane, actually, Joel Edmondson. So bringing him back, I think, would really sure up your back end. I think he's worth four, four and a half, I think, is his contract right now. So. Yeah, that's a little, I mean, that's a little bit pricey for a sixth defenseman, in my opinion. Yeah, but it's for a season. I think his contract's up this year. So. You bring him back for a year. You see if Montreal can retain, give them what they want. I've seen some people say you don't trade this year's first round pick. Well, I think you're an idiot if you don't trade this first year's pick. You have it at the bottom. This key, this team has so much depth in their prospect pool. If you can bring in a player like Kane, Taves, Tarasenko, name it. Here again, Hurricanes been linked to Tarasenko again. That's what I've been saying all along. I think Tarasenko comes to Carolina. And with this next piece of news, with Max Pacioretty getting re-injured, re-tearing his right Achilles, I think it's more likely now than ever that we bring in a new player. Oh, yes, definitely. And the thing is, is that before he got re-injured, I was kind of expecting the trade line to be quiet for the Hurricanes. I really was. Um, to me, the only move that I thought would be made was would be depth on the blue line. But with Patch Ready being out, that really changes things. And I think this is a team that really needs a second-line center. I wouldn't mind a winger like Timo Meyer, as he's been linked to the Hurricanes. But I think that second-line center is very important for this Hurricanes team. Well, I think it was Jeff Merrick yesterday who also said that Carolina has been linked to... Well, now that Pacioretty's been hurt, there are those who believe now that the ish, that the um, market with Taze and Kane will change. Makes me think Carolina's going to be inquiring about them. So, because now, what you know, you, you need... You feel you need a second-line center. Expected. So that means we're probably going to be inquiring more on Taze. Um... I think that's probably going to be a factor. I wouldn't be shocked to see Taze come in. I think of the centers, he's the cheapest one to get. 
because of the age factor. I think Bo Horvat will be more expensive, but I think he's the better of the two options. But you still get your second line center with Tate. It's like you can still play. He's still fantastic, and he's playing good this year on a bad Blackhawks team. So you know that's possible uh, if you want the offense. Timo Meyer is the best option, but I think Tarasenko would be the easier option to acquire if you're looking for offensive prowess. Um, Kane, he's elite. Always will be best American. One of the best American players to ever play the game. Um, you have options if you want to look for maybe some more, you know, again, more players. Ryan O'Reilly's been linked to Carolina. Uh, Carolina's made deals with the Dead Blues before. That's how Joel Edvinson came to Carolina. And then Justin Falk, right? Yeah. So we've made moves with, with St. Louis. We've made moves with Chicago. So these are two organizations that Carolina has a history with talking to. So I would watch those two teams. There's a relationship there. Um I mean, you you've said things you like you like Sam Bennett as a depth move. Um, only only if Florida is out of the playoff race. Yeah, because if they're still in in it, they're not going to trade another big player. Because I think part of the reason why Florida is in the position they're in in the standings is because of the subtraction of Uyghur yeah. and Huberto. Yeah, and I mean, you just got to look at what's available. The Hurricanes, what they need now, they need they need a goal scorer. Last night, they didn't seem like they did. But you, you, you're you not going to get that every night from the stall line. If you think that, then you're fooling yourselves. The problem is right now, your top six has kind of dried up. Last night was good to see that change with Ajo getting three, which was great. But you haven't seen, you know the top six really producing in the, in the click you wanted match patch ready was supposed to fix that. But I think you need a top six score, whether you want to bring in Taves, I think Taves fix, I think Taves or Horvat fixes both problems. Taves brings the offense you need. It might help Nate, you know, Natchez and Svetch, you know, maybe refine their offensive thing, uh, offensive touch. Um, I think Bo Horvat's the same, right? They're both are really good players. So, um, I like uh, O'Reilly. Uh, again, I, I like a lot of the names that Carolina has been linked to. My favorite still is Tarasenko. I've been saying that for a while, but that's just because of all the players. Of every player on this list, the Hurricanes have been rele- linked the most to Tarasenko. So it makes me think like that's a player they've wanted for a long time, but haven't been willing to pay it. And St. Louis has struggled this year. I have not looked at it in recent weeks. But my guess is they're still not sitting in a playoff spot, but I'll pull it up anyway. So my initial thought is Tarasenko and O'Reilly are probably two players Carolina's really going to look at, but I wouldn't be overly shocked um, with that either. And, and yeah, St. Louis is on the outside looking in. They're close to that line, but they're on the outside looking in. I think if they're there at the deadline, you think, okay, what can we get for these players? You know, let's get some picks. Do I move a first for Tarasenko? O'Reilly t- Horvat or Meyer? Yeah. Absolutely, I do. Do I move it for Edmondson? No. But, you know... But you agree, if that first-round pick gets moved, it needs to be for a forward, not for a defenseman. No, because you don't need a top-four defenseman. No, you really don't. I think you're fine, because I think at the end of the day, Chatfield could play in the top four if you really wanted to. So I, I think you just need a bot. You need a you need an elite one, and Edmondson has experience playing in North Carolina. He's been here before, so I think that's a good move. 
And he provides a physical edge. Because he was a good physical person. And what's interesting is that um, I like Calvin DeHaan, but I also think um, with the depth that you need is you probably need another left-handed defenseman, um, left or right. I think it, it doesn't... I think you probably want more defenseman that shoots on their left side because the right side's pretty solidified. Chatfield's really coming into his own. Yeah, Pesci, who is a who I didn't think had a good game against the Islanders. He had a pretty bit of a rough game, but every player has their rough games. They just do. That's reality. Unless you're Connor McDavid. <laughs> and Brent Burns. I think you're more solidified on the right side than you are on the left side of the D, so getting someone like maybe a Joel Edmondson, I wouldn't mind, but he is a bit expensive, so I really don't know. If you get Edmondson, if you can get him to retain, and I think you can, Montreal, if it's a season, they'll, they'll take assets for players, So because they're trying to rebuild. They're in a place where they can you know start to solidify their... Um, you know, they're, they're, they're prospect pools, so they'll take picks. So if you can move a second round, maybe a prospect, nothing great, and maybe they'll retain, you know, still dump some cap for them. So I think that's something you do. I think they'll be willing to move Edmondson. I don't think they move him to a Canadian team. I don't think they want to deal with a Canadian team. So He has one more year left. After on his this? contract, Edmondson does three point five million. I thought so, it was four point five, but it's actually three point five. So that's still not bad, and that's one year left. So you know, you look next year where Carolina's at. It's this when the window, the the perceived window is this year and next. I really don't think it's that big of. I think it's bigger than that because I think you still. I think you resign Aho. I think you could see an extension as soon as this off season for him. So, and I think Natchez too. I think you might extend one. I don't know. Well, I, I, I'm still not sure you extend both, but we'll see. I would like to hope they do, but I don't know if you can afford to extend both at the high dollar they're going to want. I but, think you can, because I did math on raising a lot of Jarvis and Natchez. Even with those big raises, you you can still be left without the cap raising, because there's also that, too, $20 million. I, I don't know if Jarvis gets a it, pay raise. Not not if he plays like this next year. No, no. well, gosh, no. But I, I really upped his thing to like six million. Natchez seven million. We still will have around. I have Natchez twenty hits. million. So you know we'll see what they do. Um, I can see. I mean, I can see. Like I said, I can see this team finding a way to up, re up Natchez, Svech, or not Natchez, uh, Aho, and Jarvis. Um, but and and the fact that what you have next year. If you bring in Edmondson, you're good. That you mean you don't have to worry about your defense for next season at all. No, you don't. So then you don't have to worry about that. You only have to sign a goaltender. Um, in my opinion, I, I really don't see a need to sign more than one. Um, unless you want to bring one for Chicago. Um, well, probably that th- it'll be that third string goaltender that, yeah, which doesn't not big of a deal. It's not a cap problem there. Yeah, no. and then you know you 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 if you decide to get Tarasenko, you re up him, and I think you're fine. And you could use some minor leaguers. I think Suzuki might be able to make the roster next year. He looks decent in Chicago. Um, Jury can so you just you sprinkle your players. You know you have a solid top six. You resign Stall. Fast won't cost you that much. Um, 
Martinuk's got one year left, I think. So. Martin, yes, he's Martinuk's contract is up along with what feels like the entire team in the year after this year. So you've got next year, you really don't have a lot of contracts to, to, to fidget with. You got a lot of depth players to deal with, but you're going to have a decent amount of cap to work with. So Edmondson coming in, adding three million, three and a half, even if you keep the full cap, not a big deal. I yeah, think, I think we're looking fine, even if you bring in Edmondson full cap. You obviously can't afford to bring in Kane or Taze at full cap, so and then get something else. So there you would expect retention. But Edmondson, Tarasenko, O'Reilly, Horvat, Meyer, all players I think Carolina should be in on. And I, I think if they want to compete, they have to get one of them. Taze, Kane. I, I just... The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. If you go to the deadline and do nothing, again, you have to start to question whether or not they're paying attention to what's going on around them. Colorado got a rentals. They won the Cup. Carolina, when they won the Cup in 06, they got rentals. You have to be willing to do that. If you're not, you're telling the team they're not worth it, and you're just going to keep getting bounced in the first or second round. I mean, it's just a reality. So go out, make a move, do what's the right thing for the, by the fans, by the team. The fact that you lost a 30-goal scorer, because that's about what Pacioretty can do. Even in 40 games, he can hit near 30. So the dude can score goals. He still can. I mean, he looked great. He looked sharp when he played the few games he did. I think he had three goals, five games, something like that. I mean, that's not bad. That's good. Yeah, so, I know. Got to replace that offense. So I, I think Carolina has no choice but to. And if that means they got to pay more, they should do it. That first round pick, even though it's a deep draft, is still late. And if it, we hope it's the last pick. So move it. Yeah, definitely. I, it's going to be very interesting. I do think the Canes really do need to make a move. But with the $10 million in cash space that they will have, um, I think they can make a move to where it's more kind of like the Brady-Shea type of trade, to where they trade a first-round pick, but they're able to get term with the player. So that's that's kind of what I'm expecting. Um, but I do agree with you. I think they kind of need to open up a little bit for those rentals because, again, in two years, a, a lot of your core players are coming off of contracts. So you kind of need to be mindful of all that going on. So let's get to our mid-season grades. And Pacioretty will not be on the list. He only played five games. But you know what? I'm going to give him an honorable A just because he did play good when he played. Yeah, I'm going to give him an honorable A too um, because he's only played, what was it, four or five games? Yeah, four or five. Nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing crazy there. But Kachekov and Coughlin will make the list because they have played their fair share of games. So the first player that we have, Sam, Andrei Svechnikov. You want me to go first or you? You go first. Okay, so for Andrei Svechnikov, I... Okay, well, actually, first, this is what our grading scale is going to be like. So it's kind of like the grades that you receive in school from A to F, A being exceptional, exceptional performance, B being a great performance, C, you're good but not great, C, skid degrees, right? 
And then D means you're not good. And then F means that you're just flat out terrible. And I've, I've, I have a feeling who the player is, Sam, on your end of who might get that elf. I only have one. Yeah, I know. I think I know who that is. All right, so uh, Svechnikov, I gave him a B. I think you look at this past half of the season, I think he has definitely improved. But recently, um, he has been going through a slump, so I gave him a B because of that. I gave Svech an A because I thought he had such a great start to the season. He did. It wasn't, this last few weeks haven't been enough for me to knock him down to a B, but it's like that teetering, right? He's at that A. Whether or not he drops to a B is depending on how he does this season. And I, again, I believe that a good second line center can make, can really improve his play. I think stat, and let me be very clear, I love Paul Stasny. I think he's been fine. But he's still not the caliber that, you know, Taze is, as an example that Taze is. Well, he's not that caliber you want as a second line center. Yeah, I mean, five years ago, Paul Stasny, sure. But either way, I think I give him an A. He's been great. I think he could be a 40-goal scorer this year. We'll see. It'll um, be great to see that. Um, but, yeah, I think he's an A. I think he's been great. It's good to see. Yes, definitely. And we, we know he can be a game-changer, but when he, he, he's not and he's not playing good, he can be careless in his discipline. And he can be careless, I think, also with his stick as well. Even though it's better. been, he's been better. But and I'm, when it comes to the stick, I, I think of it, it, it's possession wise with the puck. He's just not that crisp with it offensively. So that's why I gave him a B. Uh, the next player we have is uh, Chatmandu, right? We're <laughs> going to Chatmandu. Yep. That that was for you, Trip. So uh, Jalen Chatfield, uh, I gave him an A. I, I I really did because of just he's really elevated his level, and it seems like when he elevated his level, it seems like this could stay for a while due to I mean he's in his mid twenties, he's still pretty young. I think this can be maintained. So I gave him a B because of this start. I didn't think it was all that good. And I think it's only been in the last couple of weeks where he's been so good that it brought his grade up, just not to the A. If he maintains this level through the season, yeah, I'll, I'll bump him up to an A for the end of season grades. Um, but, you know, uh, he's been very good lately. If I'm grading him just on the last two weeks, it's, you know, A++. He's been fantastic. But, you know, if I'm giving him, if I'm honest and averaging it out, it didn't start the season very well. Kind of grew into the role. He's been very good lately, so I give him a B. I think that's fair. I I, I thought he started the season actually pretty good. It's just it took him time to find those offensive capabilities that we know we that we've seen him ha- can can have. He can have those great offensive abilities because he's a great skater, and we're finally seeing that. We all knew he had that capability, but we're finally seeing that. So I, I'm really happy with Traffield. I think he's been great. And the next player we have is a depth player that I think has been playing very well. I think he's cooled off past couple weeks, but he's played very well. Stefan Nason. I gave him a B. I did too. 
Hey, there we go. The first player that we both agreed on. We'll probably agree on the next one, too. Yes. But yeah, I gave Nason a B. I think he's been fine. And I think that's what you want. He's, he's exceeded, in my opinion, he's exceeded what he's supposed to. So, exceeded expectations. So, I, I think that's that's what you want. He's been great on the power play. But the fact that he's on the power play tells you a lot, too, and why it's not that good. He's been great on it. You want a better player on the power play. It, it's really just facts. Yeah, you do. I will give it to Nason, though he's pretty good around the net. Yeah, and you want someone in front of the net, but I'd rather have, you know, I'd rather have that Max Pacioretty option, right? So, the goal scorer. Stefan, Stefan Nason's great. I mean, that's why he is where he's at, right? Rated why we did. Because of his power play work, he's been very, very good. He's the goal scorer. He is. He's just not that. What you would need in the league, right? So... Great, keep him there. I think he was more suited for second power play units, but right now he's on the first. I think I know they've done a lot of tweaking with the power play. So yeah, it's completely I don't know. He's, scrambled. He's, most of the season, he's been on the first unit, so um, you don't want that. You want you want something better on your first unit. Um, but he's been very very good. I'm fine with him. He's done a good job, which is also kind of why at times I'm like, why don't you put Stall on the power play just to have a human in front of the net that's big so Nason's been fine you know as long as he's playing good I'm fine keeping him there but I think at the deadline you probably replace him with someone with more offense yeah and, and I will but I think Nason when you compare him to a guy like Martinuk you can tell he has some skill in his game and also what's nice about Nason to me is that he he, he has a little bit of grit yeah. to his game I remember um last night's game against the Islanders when there was a huge scrum, Nason was involved. And Nason, he is n- not willing to shy away from standing up for his players, which is something I like to see, and I know that's something Brendamore really loves to see. And part of the reason why I think he's on the power plays is because he has, I think a little bit of a combination of some skill and a lot of work ethic. So the next player we're going is Jacob Slavin, my favorite player on the Hurricanes. Yeah, I like, gave him an A. I did too. I think uh, there is literally nothing you can say about Jacob Slavin other than he is always, always good. I think there has been one game this entire season where I was like, oh my God, Jacob Slavin is playing like trash. And I don't even remember what game it was. I just remember knowing there was a game where he was not good. And that is about the only game you're going to see Jacob Slavin not play good. So there's nothing else to say other than he's the best defenseman in the National Hockey League. Yes, he is the best defensive defenseman, I yes. think, in, in the, the National, National, National Hockey League. There is no one better than Jacob Slavin. He is elite. He is elite. He's elite. He can shut down players from as good as Connor McDavid to Austin Matthews to Sidney Crosby to Ovechkin. Yeah, his stick work, I think, it is the best on the team of just knocking down pucks while they're trying to dump, while the offense is trying to dump it in. He stops the play and. He, he also, his skating ability, I think, is really up there, too. Just Slavin, very good. And he's another player that has high high character. I mean, we know he's very outspoken Christian and all that type of stuff. But regardless, on the ice, we have seen him having very high character. He always will. 
Yes, he always will. Uh, next player is Jesper Faust. Uh, we haven't talked about Faust a lot this season. He, he's not a flashy player by any means. I gave him a B. I thought he's been fine. Uh, and that's what you want from him. So it's the fact that we're not talking about him. I think says he's doing his job. So he's not there to score goals. He's not there to, you know, be that flashy player. That's not what he's here for. He's here just to do the small things right. And I'm grading him on the scale that I think he should be. I don't expect him to go out there and do what Sebastian Ajo does every night. But he's shutting. He's with. He's on the line that shuts him down. So. He did score last night. Great, great pass from Stahl yeah. to Faw, so that was great. He can finish. I gave him a C in the f- with uh, me categorizing as the C as good but not great. Because, I mean, with Jesper Foss, I mean, is he this great exceptional player? No, but he does his job on the ice, and he's a very good defensive forward. He doesn't make hardly any mistakes. And he just plays very well with Stahl, which, to be honest, if he keeps this up, which I know he will, uh, you need to have him remain on that line with Stahl because that Stahl line has this grinding identity that's really submerged in the identity of that line. He's just been doing great. in that role. Yeah, for sure. And that's what you want. That's all you want from him. You, you don't want much else, and that's why I think you resign him for as much as two. I think he's earned it. I think he's been very, very good. Um, so, yeah, he's been good, and that's what you want from him. Yes, definitely. Uh, next player, Paul Stastny. You and I probably don't agree on this one. I'll let you go first. Okay, so I'm giving Paul Stastny a D. As to not playing good. Now, there are... Now, if we talked about this the past few weeks, I probably would have given him a higher grade. Well, actually, a lower grade. Probably enough. But he's elevated his game with being on the Svetch and Natchez line. He really has. But I still don't... I still think maybe we can see more from him. And... I don't know. I don't really like him being that second line center. So that's why I gave him a D. And I, I just don't think it's just, I don't think it's meshed well yet with him. Unfortunately, that's just from what I've seen. What, what's your grade on him? I gave him a B. I thought he's been very good. I, I But I'm also like one of the, I'm up. You know how Adam Gold is like captain of the Derek Stepan fan club? I'm like captain of the Paul Stasny fan club. I just love Paul Stasny. Um, when people said wave him, I'm like, no, 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 no. He's, he's, he's doing what you got to need. He just give it time. And he's proved me right. He's proved me right. Every step of the way, he's proved me right that he is good to go. He can play. And when KK just wasn't working out, he did what you asked him to do, which is step into that second line center role. So... I really like Paul Stasny. I think the depth that he brings is very good. But let me also say this. If I feel that moving Paul Stasny brings in like a Jonathan Taves, I'll do it in a heartbeat. So I love Paul Stasny, yeah, but I'm also a believer in making the team about as good as you can. 
But I think Paul Stasny has been very, very good. I gave him a B when we signed him. I was super excited. When um, we brought in Patchy Reddy, I was oh, super I was excited. Too. It's just I love love Stasny, and I'm I'm gonna love him. And I'm just that's probably biased why I give him as high as a grade as I did. But I'm fine with giving him a B. Okay, I, I understand your reasoning there. Uh, I respect it. Uh, the only thing I will agree with you. I think. In the way that Stasny, he does the little things right. But other than that, he's not really that flashy player that, again, you need to be as a second-line center. And, I mean, yeah, that kind of just proves that if you're in the top six, you need to have an impact. And I don't know if, I don't think Stasny can bring that impact, but I do think he is a good player. That's... I mean, that's just part of the reason why I gave him a D, because he's played well recently, but uh, for the majority of the season, looking back at the last half of it, uh, he's been struggling. So, But recently, I do think he's been doing a little bit better. Next player is Sebastian. Oh, I cannot do the Wade Mincer thing <laughs> at all. I, I, I just tried for you guys, couldn't do it. But uh, for Ajo, I gave him a B. I gave him an F. No, I'm kidding. What? <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I gave <laughs> I gave Aho an A. Um, I gave him an A because he's, I think he's the only one on the roster who's over a point per game. He's doing everything right as he always does. The only thing that I can ever complain about Aho is consistency, consistency, consistency. It's just not always there every night, but. I think he's been great. I think he's been fantastic. So, um, as a whole, because you got to average these things out, I think you give Aho an A. But I wouldn't argue with someone who said a B either. So, well, you just explained my reasoning why I gave him a B, and it's the fact that he can be a little streaky. He just can't. Last night he wasn't. He got a hat trick. I'm really happy. When Ajo's on his game, I think he's the most determined player on the ice, the most more focused. And I honestly think he can be a top 10 player in the league when he's on his game. When he's not, uh, he can make some defensive lapses. I have seen him make some of those plays. But it's, with Ajo, it's just a matter of consistency. Yeah, it really is. He he's great, but he's he's streaky a little bit. So that's why I gave him a B. Next player, first goaltender, Antiranta. I gave him an A. Really? I gave Antiranta an A because I feel like he came in and did what you needed to be done when Anderson went down. And I really only think the only time of the season where they weren't where Anderson Ranta weren't good was really that first couple weeks of the season. And I think since then Ranta has been good. I I can't, I'm not going to hold injuries against a player and make that hurt their grade. I don't think that's fair. You got to take the sample size. So I think Ranta has gotten you wins and it's hard for me to give our goalies. Honestly, I'll tell you now, all of my goaltenders, I gave an a because it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to judge a goalie based off of, you know, you know, their results. So, um, their results have been very, very good, and that's just the direction that I feel is right here. So, I think that's how you have to look at it. Well, you just convinced me to change my grade from uh, Ronta from a C to a B. Because I, 
I, I do agree. I think he has done his job, but he's also letting quite a few leaky goals, which is why I have him at his B. But the reason, but another reason is the fact that he has helped win games for the Hurricanes, uh, especially during. I mean, I do think he was a huge part in why they were on that 11-game win streak, Mm 17-game point streak, because he played, like, I believe, half the games and Kachekov played the other half. I thought he was pretty good overall. Yeah. And he's got he's gotten a couple of shutouts. So yeah, back to back, I think too. I think him and Kochetkov did back to back. So. Yeah, I remember. Um, I think I took my sister to the Chicago game. I think we won three nothing. That was when Ronta. I think it's been over two games since we've let Chicago score too. Really? I think so. I'd have to go back and look. But yeah. But either way, I, I just I love the goaltending that we have right now. I think we've been getting very, very, very good goaltending. And I think that's just the reality. And where, like I said, I won't hold injury against a player. And the one game I thought Ronta was just bad was in St. Louis. And I don't think he was healthy. So I think that's why he wasn't good. He can, and the way what they said after the game was he wasn't feeling up to it as the game went on. He said he was feeling worse. So I think that was more injury issue there than it was anything else. And he just wasn't 100%. And... But when Auntie Ront is 100%, which isn't often, unfortunately, he's very good. He's very good. He was good when he was in Arizona. He's good here. Definitely. The next player is Calvin DeHaan. Calvin DeHaan, I think he... I do think he leads the team in hits, so I think he has helped provide a little bit of sandpaper to that lineup. And... From the start of the season, I don't think he was good. I really didn't. But I think for the the last half of um, these portion of games that we're talking about, which is the half mark, I think Calvin DeHaan has been very good. Uh, but i gave but I gave him a C because he hasn't been exceptional exceptionable there hasn't been times where he he's played that elite player like a slave and like a shape, but you know what he's good, and when you get a good player on your third pairing defenseman, it can go a long way, yeah, for sure, and it just shows how well I think your top four is just really elite, yeah, I gave to Han a C. I've no necessarily any issues with him. He's just a little slow, but I think he's played fine. I really, you know, it's only on occasions that I'm like, oh, when I see a play of his. So, you know, it's, I think he's been fine. I really don't have anything positive or negative to say. So I think that's good if you're not catching my attention in a bad way. And if you're not catching my attention in a good way, that means you're doing your job. So, especially if you're a defenseman. Yeah. Because you have more of a defensive type of role. Yeah. So, uh, the next player is Jesperi Kokniemi. I gave him a D. Yeah, same. Now, granted, the last couple weeks, I think he's been playing pretty well, even though I I didn't think he had the best game against the Islanders. I didn't think he was noticeable. But... He he's been playing a little bit better past couple 
weeks. But if we're looking on the last half of the season as a whole, unfortunately, he hasn't been able to be that number two C that Brendan Moore envisioned of him. So that's why I gave him a D. Yeah, he hasn't met expectations. Um, we'll see what happens in the second half. I think he can get to a C. I don't really think he can get to the B unless he just goes on an absolute tear down the stretch. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's been disappointing, but I think it's something that some people thought coming. Do I still think it was the right trade to make? Yeah, because worst-case scenario, that's your third-line center for the next seven years. At $4 million, it's cheaper than our current third-line center is. So, yeah, I think at the end of the day, the contract fits fine. So the player fits fine. It's just right now we're grading him on the scale of he's supposed to be a second-line center, and right now he's been bumped to your fourth-line center. So clearly he has not met expectations. But because of his play in the last couple weeks, that's why I didn't give him an F. Yeah, same here. Um, And also with KK, I I, I do want to say I think if he doesn't get to be that top-six player that we envisioned him, I think at worst he's a top-nine player, and I think he's kind of the future version of Jordan Stahl. Once Jordan Stahl retires, I think KK's going to have that third-line center locked down in his position. So, we'll see what happens with KK in the future, but I mean, those were the grades that we gave him. Again, these grades are just our opinion, so do not treat these as gospel. (laughs) Please don't. Yeah. If you want to come up with your grades, feel free to do it. If you want to, if you want to share them with us, uh, we have our email in the description of each episode. Feel free to do that, or you can message them on our Twitter and Instagram, which we do have and we post regularly on. Yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts too. So please interact with us. We like it. It's always enjoyable. Um, and also, you know, if you ever want to come by and visit us at 327, just please do. I love to talk. Yes, first row. Uh, next player, Seth Jarvis. I gave him a D. I did too. I don't think he's been good, and I, re- I just I don't think he's been good. Not what you want. You kind of hoped he would be somewhere in the 20 to 30 goal range. I did anyway. I mean, maybe I had higher expectations for him than I should. But... They call it a sophomore slump for a reason for a lot of these rookies. A lot of them. So, I mean, I think Jarvis is talented enough. I really do. Yeah, same. To, I mean, he could put it on. He could go on fire for the rest of the season, which which would be great. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him next season elevate his game. Because he's that skillful, and also with Jarvis, he, I mean, he's a small dude, but he plays like he's a taller guy because he really gets into the, the high-danger trances. He really tries really hard. There is a work ethic. There is a drive to his game. His drive a little bit reminds me of Ajo. Yeah. A little bit with Jarvis. I think Jarvis can be an A. I do. I, really I do, do, too. And I think this player, so, so far in his career, because he wasn't elite about from November to February last year. So he had a really big chunk of change where he just was not good and then kicked it and just became an all-star. He was great even in the playoffs. I I really didn't have a problem with Jarvis that much in the playoffs. 
So yeah, I want to see. I want to see that. I believe Jarvis can bump his grade up to at least to be by the end of the season. I, th- I do. I really do. I think we could see that from him, and I think that would be great for the team. But I also believe that Jarvis gets bumped if you make a big deal and he hasn't played well. So you bring in Tarasenko, you bring in O'Reilly, you bring in Horvat or Timo, or you bring well Timo Meyer, not necessarily Horvat. I don't know. I don't. I I can't say that Jarvis has been better than Taravainen. So we'll have to see. I don't think Tara. We'll we'll get the Taravainen. Yeah, we, um, yeah, we will. Jordan Martinuk. I gave him a B. I think he's been good. I gave him an A. I think he's been lights out. I mean, has he cooled off a little bit? Yes, recently. But I gave him an, an A because nobody expected him to have a performance like this and he has been just great he he he's one of those players that shows that carolina depth wise offensively i think is very good stall has been pretty good he's part of your depth yeah nason we just talked about him martinuk those three players and a little bit with foss too yeah, I mean they're your depth players now. You can't consider Stall as a top six, even though at times he does play like a top six. I thought he was the best player on the ice last night against yeah. the Islanders. Yeah, um, but you can't rely on that. But I, but I think Carolina offensively, depth wise, is very good. I saw a tweet out from a Hurricanes fan who you might know. Uh, that said that the offensive depth is not good. I disagree. I think the depth for the offense has been great. The problem is is that your top six isn't playing like your top six. Yeah. So that's 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 true. And I think and I gave Martin Hook a B, like I said. Um but I, I just again I, I I don't have any argument against what you said for the A. So I think if you wanted to give that whole line A's, I don't think that would be a problem to me because I think the line on average is an A. Um, but yeah, I think Marnik's been good. I don't think our depth is a problem. I think your bottom six are set. Um, you just need, I think, that one or second, you know, one or two more pieces. Because just imagine you get two more pieces, you got to kick people out in the lineup. So Derek Stepon, he's first. He gets bumped. And then, you know, you got to look. So is it Nason? He's been really good. You don't want to kick him out, do you? Which is why I only think they only go for one very good offensive player instead of two. But I can tell you, given injury, you know, I'm not opposed to that either. So, see what they do? I don't know. Does KK get benched? He hasn't played all that good. So, you gotta look at it. So, you know, at the end of the day, you gotta do what's best to winning a cup. So, we'll see what they do. I mean, do you move someone? Do you move a roster player like Tara Vinen? I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, next player is Brady Shea. We already talked about him in the new section of this episode, so we're not going to talk much. I gave him an A because I think he's been doing very, very good this season. I think this season's probably, I think, his best season with us. And recently, he has been killing it offensively with all these goals that he's been getting. So I gave him an A. Yeah, I did too. Brady Shea's been elite. Just best season. Best season for the Hurricanes. Best season. And I agree, he's become a member of the core group. Um, Of the core group, I used to say he was the most expendable. He was the one. If you're going to move someone, it'd be him. 
I no longer feel that way. Yeah, I don't I've either. I've been saying for the last three weeks, put him on the power play. They finally did. And Chase looked good on the power play. Um, so honestly, I think now it's Pesci. But of the core, your core defenseman, I don't count Burns. Yeah, I don't count Burns either because of his age. He's 37 years old. And I know he has three years left on this contract, yeah. but that doesn't mean he's going to be playing exceptionally well for no. those three years. So, yeah, but I think we're, I think, yeah, Brady Shea's been great. I have no problems with him. He's been one of my favorite players. Yes, definitely. Next player is Martin Natchez. I gave him an A. He has had a huge bounce back season. Compared to last season, he's been playing superb. I'm so happy for him because I have his jersey. (laughs) Yeah, I gave Marty Natchez an A, too. So, Natchez has been fantastic. That's what you wanted. That's what you needed. We said it. Adam Gold said it last year, too. It is Marty Natchez has to play like this if this team is to win a Stanley Cup. And he's playing like it. He's playing like he wants to be here. He's playing so much better. He's minimizing his mistakes. He's getting points. I think he just had a, what is it, a two-point night against, uh, did they play last? Um... I forgot. It wasn't the Islanders. It was one before. Minnesota? Minnesota. Yeah, he was really good against Minnesota. So I have no problem with Marty Natchez. Marty Natchez is an exceptional, especially because the bar was so low. So, yeah, Marty Natchez is great. Yeah, and, and it honestly makes you wonder if that last year of his contract kind of put a lot of pressure yeah. on him. I think, I think it definitely was a factor, but it just makes you wonder. So, next player is going to be Brett Pesci. I gave Pesci a B. And the reason why I haven't put him up where Shea and Slavin is is because I think Shea and Slavin, if you looked at their play, I think they've been more effective but than, than Pesci, of course. And Pesci, I think he's... There's there have been a few games. Last night was definitely one of them where he was uncharacteristically bad. Because we know how good he can be. There have been a couple games, but not many. Yeah. There are go- again, there are gonna be games where you d- just do not play well. There unless you're Connor McDavid. Like I said. Yeah. You're not gonna play every game perfectly. But he's played very good. Yeah, I gave him an A. Uh I've liked Brett Pesci. I really have. The only time I really haven't liked him has been on the power play. I really don't think he belongs on the power play, but I think his offense has been much, much better of late. But he does all the little things right. And the reason I gave him an A is that pair has been the best pair this year. So they've been the best defensive pairing. My only quarrels with Pesci has been his offense for the beginning of the season. But that's really kind of found. It's, he's found his game there. But I think Pesci's been great. It's been our best defensive pairing. So I can't. I, I can't argue giving him anything less. Yes, definitely. And the next player, another goalie in Frederick Anderson. He's only, I mean, he's, I think, played in a good sample of games yep. for us. I guess if you could look at it, the first half of those games, he was not playing well. But the last few games, which he's, he's now 4-0 in his past games yep. right now. He's been playing fantastic. And because of that, I gave him a B. I didn't give him an A. Because I want to see more of Anderson. 
And I believe if Anderson keeps playing like this, he will get an A in my book. Because he, he's pl- he's finally playing like that player he, that he did before he had that injury at Colorado last season. Yeah, so I gave him a um, an A. But like I said, I gave all our goalies an A. Uh, I gave him an A just because I I I it's I don't normally throw things out, but I'm, I'm throwing out that first portion of the season. I don't think Anderson was healthy. I don't think he was a hundred percent because I think he is now, and he's been so good. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, okay, Freddie's Freddie's been good. So. I I just I can't I can't argue that Freddie's not been good right now. Freddie's been great since he's been healthy. He's looking like he did last year. So the prayer and hope is he stays that way. Exactly. That is the only thing there. And again, injuries don't affect my grades. They really really don't. When it comes to being negatively or positive, you know, it's just okay. Let's see what happens with Freddie. Keep playing that way. Great. You'll stay as an A. Definitely. Tara Vinan, uh, he's had a bit of a roller coaster season. Didn't start all that well, but recently he's finally, to me, playing like the Tara Vinan that I know he can play with. And last night I thought he proved it. He had two assists against the Islanders, and I th- and he had an assist in the Minnesota game. And actually, I looked at his stats recently. He has five points in his past five games. He has finally, to me, pr- proven that he has, is back to being a Teravinen that we know and love. I gave Teravinen a C. Just not been impressed this year. I am just haven't been. I don't think he's done what you needed him to do. And again, I'm averaging it out. So we'll see what he does. I just, I don't, I don't, I haven't been a fan. I've been a fan. We'll see what happens. Um, I, I'm not opposed to moving him at the deadline if it means you bring in a better player. So... Because I'm not convinced we resign him. I'm really not. I don't know if the room is going to be there. I don't know if the organization is going to want to pay him what he wants. So if you can get a piece that you think you might extend, I mean, Timo Meyer, Bo Horvat, I think you do it. I think of all of the roster, of all the rostered players that have a cap hit, he's the most expendable because of what he could, what he could bring as a return, right? So. That's that. But we'll see. We will see. I don't hate Terravine, which is why I said meets expectations. I think he's been fine when he's played, but not his best year. So that that's why it's not been his best season. Yeah. It, it really hasn't, but um, I really think recently we're finally getting that Terravine that we know and love. And next player is Brent Burns. A little bit similar to Terravine. He didn't really... I thought starting out, he had a bit of a rough time um, getting adjusted to the air here in North Carolina <laughs> because, I mean, he's a new player. Yeah. It's probably going to take time, but the good news is is that that time did arrive, and I thought that time arrived around the time we hit middle of uh, November when he really, I thought, started hitting his stride and I think he has proven to be that defenseman that we know is elite. Yeah, for sure. He's been very well. Uh, yeah, he's done very well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next player? Unless you want to say anything about No, I mean, I gave him a B. I think he's been good. He's been fine. Okay. Uh, Jordan Stahl, I gave him an A. I think I think fair. he's been great. Yeah, I think he's been good, too. 
So I don't have any problem with that. Um, Jordan Stahl has been very good. It's been one of his better years. Yes, it, it really has. And to me, Jordan Stahl is the type of player that really resembles the heart and soul of the Hurricanes team. Absolutely. I mean, that's what you want, right? From yes. Your, from your captain. A- a- exactly. He's really represented that. And I've always thought Ajo kind of res- resembled the face of the Hurricanes because of all the players that make you think first when, when you think about the Hurricanes, I think is, it's, it's Ajo because he's flashy and he's very good. A lot of people love Ajo. That's just how my stance is with the team. And then you, next player, you have Derek Stepan. I have him as a D. I don't think he's played that well of a season. Which to me is a little bit disappointing because I thought last season when we had Derek Stepp on, I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, I mean he's old. I guess you could say older, but I I gave him a C too, and I again just I'm okay. A C or a D? Did you say D? I gave him I gave a him a C. I haven't really been impressed, but I haven't hated his game. So mm. I haven't seen much from Stepp on to where I really loved him last season. But again, you have the next half of the season to prove. That I'm wrong. So, uh, next player, I think we both agree. Peter Kachekov. I have him as an A. He's played great. I know he had a rough stretch of allowing quite a few soft goals. But also in those games, you could also argue that the defense was not helping him at all. No, not at all. And I think because of that, that's why I gave him an A. Yeah, and I think that's fair. So Kochetkov has been great. So you'll do good in Chicago. It'll be good for him. Yes, and the very last player, and I actually had to write his name in because I forgot about him, Dylan Coghlan. Yeah, I gave him an F too. Um, it was I feel bad last for night, the guy. but I don't care. He, he's just been awful. So he's not an NHL player, and it, it, and I'm not holding that against him as anything other than he's just not ready to play in the league. Maybe he will be, but I just I don't think he's an NHLer. But maybe he is on a team that's not good, and that might get him the the reps he needs. Yeah, I'm, he's known for his shots. We all know that. Yep. But even then, at the NHL level, he hasn't been able to um for us to see how good his shot is. Uh, the first game that I I think we saw that coming was the game at Florida. Where we lost three to nothing. Yeah. And then it really amplified in the New Jersey game where we lost five to three. So he's just not able to play at the NHL level, unfortunately, which is part of the reason why I think we need to get or make a depth move on D because I don't think he is a seventh defenseman. I think he needs to be in the AHL. So those are our grades. Do you agree? Do you disagree? We would love to know. Please tell us if you agree or disagree. So this last portion of the episode, I wanted to tell a story that I had with this Hurricanes fan, and his name is James. So this was after the Minnesota game, where coming back, I realized that my debit card was in, not in my wallet. And I was like, oh no. But then I received a message 
on Facebook. And actually, before that message on Facebook, I see an, a notification on our Twitter of saying, Hey, Sam, look at your messages on Facebook. I'm like, oh no, this can't be good. And I, I already had that feeling. So I looked at my messages on Facebook and said, Hey, where you at the Canes game last night? Did you lose your debit card? And when he said that, I was like, yes, I did. And what was great when I found out that he messaged me that is that he could have thrown it away. He really could have. He could have used it, but he didn't. And to me, I was really just like, I found that 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 was just great that James was able to do that. So, James, I'm giving you a shout-out on our podcast. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time for us to find out a location to where you could give me my debit card back. And he... Guys, he's really nice. And to me, that was just a really great story to tell. Because to me, stories like that show just how great I think Hurricane fans are in general. They can be... I mean, every team, they have those fans that aren't... That don't have that much integrity, obviously. But James did. And I, and to me, he, 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 he's just part of the reason why I think we have one of the best fans in the NHL. So James, thank you so much again. Like I said, in the parking lot, thank really just thank you. Remember, if you like this episode, please rate and subscribe. So you never miss another episode. And if you want to keep up to date with us, you can follow us on both Instagram and Twitter. We will see you guys next week. Adios.